We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you ready big for segment. rapid fire? Yes. I am ready for rapid fire. Let's do it. I'm going to start you with this because Matt put in a comment earlier. Oh, and, been... and it's Stanford's first season with a new head coach. Exactly. I forgot that as well. Exactly. It is going to be a very ugly showing for Stanford. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> so Matt said Hartman at quarterback last year, and we win by a couple of scores against Ohio State. He thinks Ohio State loads the box to stop the run. Hartman lights up the Buckeyes backfield in a big win. My my question to you simply, if Sam Hartman is the quarterback last year, does Notre Dame beat Ohio State? <sighs> I would say no. I'm going to say no, but I think it would have looked prettier. I think Notre Dame would have shown more production on the offensive side of the ball, obviously, but I still think that given the circumstances of where the team was under Marcus Freeman as being a first game, first time head coach, being on the road in a big environment, being, you know, being who Ohio state was running out there with CJ Stroud and those wide receivers. I do think that Ohio state will still would have snuck the game out, but I I would have put it down to like whoever had the ball last and a a field goal to kind of win it as time is expiring. You know what? I, I, I tend to agree. Like I hadn't really thought about it before he said that, you know, it ended up being an 11 point game as it was, you know, and the game of course got away late. You know, the, the, the zero blitz, you know, was, was obviously a game changer as we all know. I think that they are a lot less conservative if they have a veteran quarterback out Correct. there as opposed to a first time starter on the road. So at the very least, I think it comes down to one possession at the end of the at the end of the game. I don't know necessarily that that translates into a win because again, you know, you're talking about Marcus Freeman's second game as a head coach, and you do still have you know some other questions, you know, in that game, you know, in terms of experience with the offensive line and you know some different things like that, wide receivers. But I think at the very least. It comes down to one possession at the end of the game instead of losing by 11. I think it is uh, – I, I think having an experience at quarterback definitely would have changed the complexion of that game. 
even if they don't end up winning ultimately. Fill in the blank. After going 4-0 against ACC opponents last season, Notre Dame has won 28 consecutive regular season games against the ACC. It would be blank if that streak ends this season. It would be moderately surprising if that streak ends this season because, look, I mean, we look at who the ACC opponents are on the schedule. North Carolina State, Duke, Louisville, um, Clemson, Pitt, and Wake Forest. So I believe by my count that is five of the 12 games. I think that, I mean, based on what I said, they're going to lose one of those games at Clemson. So it would be a moderate surprise to me. I, and I'm not saying, like, I still think Notre Dame could beat Clemson. It's just a matter of, you know, obviously how things come together. So if they lost one of those, I'd be moderately surprised. If they win all of those, I would also be moderately surprised. If they lose more than two ACC games this year, then I would say that there would be need for concern. Yeah, last regular season loss, remember, goes all the way back to 2017 against Miami because the losses that they've had to Clemson have been in the college football playoff and in the ACC championship game since then. So, you know, I agree. Like, especially if the loss is to Clemson, yeah, it's it's not necessarily a shocker because it is Clemson and we expect a good competitive game against Clemson. And like we're saying, we're, we expect a lot of points. If it's one of the other teams, North Carolina State, Duke, Louisville, Wake Forest, those, then again, it, it goes back to what we were talking about. Then you've got alarm bells going off because then you're losing games that you're not supposed to lose. At some point, this streak is going to end. Like if it's going to end, you would much rather it be to a good Clemson team than one of these other ACC teams Correct. that we're talking about. Uh, Rushman brought up the point that Hartman was out in week one last year. And as Derek said, it's a hypothetical. We're not talking literally, you know, last year, you know, we're just talking about if Sam Hartman is the quarterback kind of thing. I mean, it's, it's a fair point, but. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fill in the blank. 24-7 sports projects Notre Dame to play Oregon in a New Year's Six Bowl this season. It would be blank if that happens. It would be indicative of Notre Dame going 10-2 and in the regular season if they play Oregon in a New Year's Six Bowl game. Because if they go 11-1, and I believe they're in the playoff considering – that two of those three wins would be against a combination of Ohio State, Clemson, and USC. So to me, two losses equal New Year's Six. One loss and above means playoff. Um, so to me, that shows exactly how the season would end on Notre Dame's side of things. Okay, I don't know really what you exactly said there, but... <laughs> I'll, I'll go with that. I just think it would be cool to see Notre Dame and Oregon play, you know, in a, in a New Year's Six Bowl. They've only played four times ever. They haven't played since 1982. It almost feels like they've never played before, but they very rarely played. I think it would be an interesting matchup as well. You know, Bo Nix and, and that whole thing and, and Sam Hartman. I think that it would be an interesting matchup. And, you know, if you're in a New Year's Six Bowl, what do you got to do? You got to win one of these things sooner or later, right? So, but I think it would be a, a a nice, fun little matchup. Going back to Duke, Stymie says uh, Duke's quarterback is legit. I'm a fan. Don't sleep on him. I brought him up, Riley Leonard. You know, again, dual threat quarterback. It's he's gonna be he's gonna be one of those you know kind of like maybe like a little Caleb Williams light you know kind of thing. I. I I just I, I feel like they're a team that that Notre Dame should be able to make one dimensional. And so much of what they did last year was on their defense. And it's not like they played a power pack schedule either, you know. So I, I it's it's a game that I feel pretty confident that Notre Dame should be able to win. I mean, Nor Oregon and North Carolina was a close bowl game and Notre Dame handled North Carolina. At North Carolina. Yeah. By the way, Salty wants to know, Jess, did you uh, think about buttoning up and decided to keep? <laughs> uh, it's DVD? funny. This, uh, if at work, I realized I was at work and I actually buttoned one of these buttons. But if I wasn't at work, there would be no buttons. So the, the V would have only gotten deeper. Unfortunately, I just forgot that it was buttoned. And now I'm off work and didn't unbutton it. All right. Something new we're going to drop in here over the next few weeks. What college team remind, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're going to name an NFL team and you have to say what college team reminds you of them. So we're going to start. We're Cowboys fans. Let's just go Dallas Cowboys. What college team reminds you of the Dallas Cowboys? So there's two that come to mind. 
Um, for the first one, everyone should probably plug their ears because they're not going to like this one. But I would actually say Notre Dame and the Cowboys have a lot of similarities of having a very big national presence, um, having a lot of hype and anticipation. And sometimes rather than, 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 or more, you know, more often than not, it, it seems they, they kind of let you down outcome in the big game. Expectation. That's right. Yes. The, the outcomes do not match the fan expectation, um, the national expectation that comes every year. And again, the Cowboys haven't won an NFC championship since 1996. I mean, haven't Notre even Dame, been to the NFC championship game since then. Right. And Notre Dame in that same time span, at least from what I can remember, they've lost in a national championship. They've lost in two playoff games. They've lost in three to four New Year's six bowl games. I see a lot of parallels. And so that was team number one. Team 30, number two. Just, I'll, I'll finish on that so we don't have to double back. But 35 years since Notre Dame won a national championship, 27 since the Cowboys did. And, you know, like in both cases, like you're talking about polar, you know, like even so like on field results have shown that neither of them, you know, both of them have had, you know, like, like you said, Notre Dame gets to a national championship game and the playoffs, you know, three undefeated regular seasons can't punch it through, you know, in terms of big games, they've lost what nine consecutive new year, six bowl games. The Cowboys have lost, they've only won four playoff games in nearly 30 years at this point. And in both cases, you know, again, polarizing organizations and you're starting to hear some of the same stuff from Notre Dame fans that I think, you know, can be said of the Cowboys and Jerry Jones for a long time. Do you care more about winning or just making the money? Right. No. So I think that there are a ton of, ton of similarities. That was, that was the similarity I had. I'm curious to see what the other one is that you have. Uh, it's actually within the same state, the University of Texas. I think that for a lot of the same reasons, people expect Texas to be really good um, based off of past success. And every year we talk about, you know, this is this is the year for Texas. Texas is back. They're going to make some noise again. And they go eight and four. And they go <laughs> seven and five. And right. they barely scrape 500. I mean, that's been the definition of the Cowboys the last 25 years or so. Just a lot of expectations to start. A lot of this is the season they turn it around. And it just hasn't happened. And so I, I think that Texas is another very similar team uh, in terms of a, a comparison to the Cowboys. Yeah, I think that that's a good one. I, I hadn't thought about that, but you're absolutely right. Every, you know, you always, just like you said, you know, are they back? And, you know, the fact that they're both from Texas and Oklahoma's not far away either. And Andy Cheat says that Oklahoma's another one because of Barry Switzer. And yeah, and at least common, but, you know, the difference, you know, I guess in recent years, in it, like you can definitely say, because what year was that? Was that 99 or 2000 that Oklahoma won a championship? So I guess at least they have a championship more recently, but in recent years they've been to a lot of playoffs but they've never actually won anything once they've gone to the playoffs so you know a lot of a lot of regular season wins but you know the other side of that is at least Oklahoma and you know and for that matter Texas has a national championship too you know again more recently but uh in recent years 
been a lot of a uh, lot of expectations that have gone unfulfilled. Now, speaking of which, interesting one that I saw here in the last thirty years, Ohio State has only lost sixty six games under five different head coaches, but they've also only won two national championships in those three decades. Meanwhile, Alabama, Florida, Nebraska, LSU have all lost more than 100 games in that same span, but they each have at least three national championships. And obviously Alabama, a lot more than that. As a fan, which of those would you take for the next 30 years? So I'm going to do a little simple Ricky Bobby math here for everyone. If you're not first, (laughs) you're last. And if you're last, you're last. I don't care about the regular season wins. That's all window dressing. Those get you to the national championships. I care about the national championships themselves. People don't people don't talk about teams and say, ah, oh, yeah, they won a lot of games, a lot of 10, 11 win seasons. And, you know, they were really good consistently. You know, they talk about your legacy and the amount of national championships you win. That's all that people care about. When can you get the national championship off your back? I mean, look at the Cubs. They couldn't get it off their back for 100 years. That's all everyone talked about, no matter how many good regular season teams they had over that span of 100 years. I, I, I'll put it like this. Notre Dame could go 6-6 six and six in 17 seasons and win three national championships in the other, and I would love that. It would make up for all the 6-6 six and six seasons. Yeah, exactly. They could win one national championship. Like, you know, would you trade one national championship for a bunch of six and six seasons in the next 30 years? Now, there'd be a lot of griping in between. That's for sure. But just win the national, you know, like you said, the regular season wins mean absolutely nothing. If it doesn't turn it, you know, just like what we were just talking about with unfulfilled expectations for Notre Dame and Cowboys and, you know, Oklahoma, Texas, whoever it happens to be. It it does not matter. Two national championships, three national championships, trade it all, you know, trade all the regular season wins for one of those national championships. That's all that matters. I, I think, you know, wouldn't you trade right now a, a, a national championship for for anything else that happened in between? Oh, 100%. I'd do it for a Cowboys Super Bowl as well. Yeah, Exactly. Interesting question or a comment rather here that Gregory Perez made. He says the clear difference between Notre Dame fans preseason and Texas fans is that rational Notre Dame fans will try to be rational. Rational Texas fans will try to convince themselves that they're in the same league as Bama. I agree with that to a point, but what's your definition of rational? Because I definitely think, you know, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with this, but the you know the expectations at Notre Dame, it's what national championship or bust, right? So there are plenty of people who will tell you, you know, that if they're not winning a national championship, it's an unsuccessful season. I'm not saying that that's a majority of the fan base, but there are plenty of people who have that mindset. Do you agree or disagree, Jess? I think the part that I agree with the most is that Notre Dame fans are a bit more rational. I think that Texas fans... You do think that Notre Dame fans are at least 
by and large, more rational than Texas fans. Yeah, I think the Texas fans are a lot like the Notre Dame fans where, you know, or sorry, the, the Cowboy fans where it's, they just get blinded. They don't look at anything around them and they're just, you know, this is our year. This is it. We're going to be a great team. And it's like, did you analyze everything that's going around or going on around you right now? You know, are you just blindly hopeful and optimistic like that every year? Greg says he still thinks that that Notre Dame fans are fanatics. I don't, I don't disagree with that. That's why we're here, right? That's why we're having a good time. Tuck a little ball in late June. (laughs) College baseball's Golden Spikes Award winner which is the equivalent, you know, it's college baseball's equivalent of the Heisman Trophy, was announced minutes before Game 2 of the College World Series Finals Sunday. All three finalists for the award were playing in that game in Omaha. What do you think about the timing of the announcement of that award? It's the worst timing there is. You either announce it right after Super Regionals end, or you wait until today as soon as the College World Series has concluded. But there is no advantage no benefit no positive nothing good comes out of announcing it in the middle of the championship series um yeah and and it doesn't even matter like say say they announced that and the guy the finalists none of them were a part of the game i still don't care the the what is important and what you're taking away from the attention of the actual championship series itself and so again you either announce it right before the college world series starts or you wait until today um and wait until the season is completely over well yeah you could even friday was an off day in omaha there were no games on friday you know the the in between the uh you know the last they played on thursday to get into the finals and then the finals started on saturday why not do a little ceremony on Friday, especially since all the guys were there. Or like you said, just do it before the College World Series. There's plenty of, you know, like, do it before the series starts. You've got everyone congregating in Omaha anyway. You know, just do it like the day before the series starts. Or, or, you know, like you said, right after the Super Regionals. There's, It's just the fact that you would literally make this announcement minutes before the teams are getting ready to take the field just makes absolutely no sense to me. You know, again, you're you're on the biggest stage as it is. Have a little, you know, build a ceremony out of it. But to be doing it right before a game is actually starting is one of the weirdest things that I think I've ever heard. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Speaking of the College World Series, if you watched any of the series, you probably heard about the Jello Shot Challenge in a place called Rocco's which is right across the street from Charles Schwab Field. They kept a tally board inside the bar. Fans would buy shots during the College World Series, five bucks per jello shot. And, uh, you know, they they kept tabs on the board of, like, whose fan base was buying the most. LSU 
lapped the field with more than 65,000 shots. The other seven teams combined for around 27,000. So you do the math on that. That's more than 92,000 Jello shots in a little bit more than a week. Five bucks a pop, 460,000 total dollars just in Jello shots at one bar. How did that doesn't even not- include tips or taxes? That's right. My question, Jess, how did someone not think of this sooner? Like, <laughs> this is only like a recent phenomenon within the last few years that this thing has started taking off. I think that the only reason you don't see this more often is because think of a championship series where all the teams are in one spot and all the games are being played in one spot, right? Like mm-hmm. the Super Bowl is two teams when it's all down to the end. The it, it, That's just like every finals, right? Two teams. The, the, the closest thing that in comparison is the NCAA tournament, right? But the Final Four is at a different uh, location. The Sweet 16 is at a different location. The Round of 32 is at a different location. So the reason why this is successful because you have eight teams in a championship series all in a smaller, relatively smaller city of Omaha, Nebraska. So I think that baseball is truly the only – this venue and this College World Series is the only venue that can truly capitalize on something like this. So – I don't I'm not surprised that we haven't seen it outside of this realm, but the for for it not coming up or being an idea for the College World Series for this long is shocking to me because like you said it's just like this is this it, it's like this bar should should just maximize this money as much as they can every year cuz you're not going to see a span a two week span like this until a year later. They literally just print money, and all they had to do was buy a dry erase board and put up the names of eight teams up there. It was and, the, the easiest concept, least amount of money, most profit ever. And, and like now, you share it on social media so everyone sees it, everyone hears about it, and of course, and LSU then you make it a competition up. within the yeah, competition. Exactly, and it's yeah, you make a competition out of it, and you're just like anyone who comes into the. To the place are you disappointed that, that you didn't do a jello shot last year when we were out there to um, watch Notre Dame? I drank enough in other areas, but <laughs> I should have I should have uh drank your uncle Sluggo under the table. <laughs> I should have uh dumped some of those jello shots down Uncle Sluggo's throat to make him feel better about <laughs> losing his salad that while that's, we were there. That's right. By the way, the guy who uh is one of the founders of Raising Canes. Um, He's a Baton Rouge resident. He bought $30,000 worth of Jell-O shots when uh, when he went out there last week. 6,000 total shots in one drop. 30 grand. Must have been a nice tax write-off for him, supporting supporting the local LSU fans. And And they actually, you know, to try to make up for the fact that they're selling alcohol, Basically, they give one dollar from every shot to the food pantries, you know, in the local towns of each school. So they do they do make a little charity work out of the whole thing as well. But it's just you're they're printing money by making it, you know, like you said, make <laughs> it a, a half a million dollars in two weeks. I know. I know for very little work. And it's like 
Again, you're right across the street from the ballpark. People are going to go there anyway. Even Henry is going crazy for it. Right Do you see him back there just rolling I around? <laughs> he is going crazy. <laughs> he is fired up. He knows the show is almost over, and I've been gone all day. So he's like, Dad, I need you to come play with me. That's right. All right. Well, that's going to do it for tonight. Thanks for being here. Uh, we will be back, of course, tomorrow. Vince will be in for the mailbag. Jesse will be in later this week. I think all three of us, I, I just did four, but I think all three of us, plus Henry, will be around <laughs> on Friday for the Rapid Fire show as well. And uh, Henry is the world's biggest Notre Dame fan. He's, uh, he's back there doing his thing right now. Hit the like button on your way out. We will talk to you tomorrow. Of course, subscribe, rate, and review on your podcast platform. We will see you later. I've been Asian Sports Talk.